0: Hello, and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious
1: world of anime. And I attempt to cling to every last morsel of hope I can muster. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And let's get started.
0: All right, Remington, we've done two episodes so far. How are you feeling?
1: I'll be honest, first two episodes, not good animes, by my opinion. But I'm still hopeful, I'm holding out, I'm feeling good. This is gonna be the one, Sean. This is gonna be the one that I fall in love with. Well, I've got some good news for you, Remington. Oh. I have chosen a very specific anime. Okay.
0: It's an anime that is beloved by critics and fanboys alike.
1: Okay, that's a good sign.
0: Albeit for different reasons, but it's unanimously agreed that this is a pretty good show.
1: Okay, we're going somewhere. Um, uh, This is it. This is it. I have a right to be hopeful for once.
0: Exactly. And there are, of course, plenty of problems with the show, as Mm -hmm. it is with any form of media, but it's easy to look past those problems for a lot of different reasons. So I'm going to start with a good explanation of what we're about to get ourselves into. All right. Now, Remington... If you recall, in the first two uh, animes that I made you watch, there was a bit of
1: love involved. Yes, it was very prominently themed in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And be honest, you weren't really—you f- uh, didn't really
0: like the uh, love that was uh, presented to you, did you?
1: I wasn't a huge fan. It was very shallow, and you'll recall—I in episode one, I laid out uh, a theory that. Wherever there are two characters in anime with matching sexual orientations, there will be sexual tension. That will be an undeniable fact. That's fair, that's fair. So you're saying you're feeling a little defeated for the
0: lack of a proper romance. Is that what I'm getting at?
1: Uh, yeah, I would like, I'm fine with there being romance, but I would like if there is romance, for it to have some merit to it, to have some actual depth. Hmm.
0: So I actually went ahead and looked back at uh, our previous episodes and thought to myself, "All right, let's take what Remington likes and put them into a proper character that he would definitely be able to fall in love with."
1: Oh, my hopes are dangerously high right
0: now. So I looked and I thought to myself, "Well, pink hair seems to be a pretty common attribute." <laughs>
1: That's the thing, Sean. I'm sold already.
0: Yeah, so I, of course, chose a show with a pink-haired female protagonist. Thank God for that. You know, a cute girl that you can really get yourself attached to, see yourself with in the future. It's
1: been so long since we had one of those every episode. Yeah. And after all,
0: Valentine's Day just happened, Remington. Of course. And I figured that since we're basically spending it together alone, (laughs) I should find the perfect waifu for you.
1: Oh, Oh, God.
0: So, Remington... I'm about to show you a picture of the character
1: I have in mind. Okay. Before you show me this picture, I want all of the listeners to know, Sean, the one thing he has told me before we have recorded this is that he thinks I will enjoy this anime. So as you you all gradually learn what it is, you all will have a better idea of if I will enjoy this or if he has been lying to me. All right, so let's see this picture. Would you look at that? Okay, so it, uh, the the picture that I'm seeing, it's of a very cute, pink-haired girl, uh, making a nice little heart with her hands. Uh, she seems happy, uh, simple, adorable, not overly sexualized. Though that may change, hopefully not. But uh, it, it seems nice. It seems yeah. very wholesome.
0: Yeah, I know she's got the little purple outfit. She's got you know her uh, pigtails with little ribbons on them. It's kind of cute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me show you a little GIF from the show. This is what she looks like in the show isn't
1: that just yeah all right so y- y- you're showing me uh, a gif uh or, or gif for those who prefer of her laughing uh once again very wholesome uh seems this seems very nice i'm 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 excited i think this is just gonna be a nice anime yeah uh
0: so would you like to know her name i would her name is yuno gasai I'm going to forget that so quickly. Oh, don't worry. Once we really get into it, you'll remember it
1: quite well, because how could you not? Look how cute she is. Of course. That being said, we've had a lot of cute pink-haired girls that have gone quickly awry. Don't
0: worry. This will blow all of your expectations out of the water, I am sure. Okay. So, the show I'm going to be talking to you about is called Mirai Niki. Pardon me?
1: Mirai Niki.
0: Mm. Or the English translation...
1: Yeah, give me that, because Lord knows I will not be able to pronounce. Uh, Mirai. Niki? Spot on. Hey! I, in that case, who needs the English translation? I speak fluent Japanese. Well, the English translation is known as The Future Diary. Future Diary? Okay.
0: Right? That's a pretty promising concept. Yeah. And it's a show about. Yuno know, Gasai's love for the main male protagonist. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's, it goes into a little bit
1: of supernatural stuff. <laughs> we're, we're entering the part of uh, part one where I become very suspicious.
0: <laughs> well, it's suspicious. There's no need to be suspicious. Just the
1: nature of this podcast. I'm still hopeful. Also suspicious. Yes.
0: Well, Yuno know, Gasai falls in love with the main character, Yukiteru
1: Amano. Alright, Teru. It's time for you to show some personality. We haven't seen a man with some personality yet. I hope. Hope is the word of the episode. Hope is the thing with feathers, and I hope to God it won't get plugged.
0: Well, I'll be honest with you. He does have a personality.
1: Oh, we were going somewhere.
0: He's a bit of a whiny bitch. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs>
1: It's a personality, though. We've already had whiny
0: bitch protagonists. But it, he has good reason for being a whiny bitch, for the most
1: part. Uh, we'll see about that.
0: Yeah. Um, so Yuki Teru, or Yuki, as he is known uh, by Yuno, mm-hmm. uh, has an imaginary friend. Yuki is a very social outcast, um... You know, kind of guy. He doesn't have any friends. He likes to think of himself as an observer. Uh He watches all the people and he keeps note of what he watches just in a little diary. Okay. You know, it's very interesting. He has an imaginary friend that he talks to because he's desperately lonely and slightly deranged a a little bit. As you do. Yeah. Talks to his imaginary friend and uh, he named his imaginary friend uh, Deus Ex Machina.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's is, is is this a joke, uh, or is it actually named Deus Ex Machina? It is actually named Deus Ex Machina. I wonder what role that friend will play in the
0: story. Hmm, it's a very special role, I'll tell you that much. And push comes to shove, and it turns out his imaginary friend, who he thought was just that, an imaginary friend, is
1: actually God. <laughs> That is the greatest twist of all time. (laughs) So I'm just imagining, in this world, you have God, and he's like, ah, here's this lonely kid. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to convince him to think that he's making somebody up, but in reality, he's just becoming religious. That should be a strategy that Jesus employs, where I just walk around and I'm like... I have an imaginary friend, his name is Jesus Christ, he's a super cool dude, and then eventually I'm like, oh, he's actually the son of God.
0: You know, funnily enough, you already look a bit like
1: Jesus, so uh, I could buy that. See? It just works so perfectly.
0: Yeah, but it's not quite like that. So, it turns out, oh goodness, he's actually real. And he looks at his phone the next day afterwards, like, he is not told that he's real, at first. How how does he find out? Uh, Basically, he looks at his phone and realizes... Huh,
1: there's entries
0: in my uh, diary for stuff that uh, hasn't happened
1: yet. I would not come to the conclusion of God, I'll be honest. That would not be the conclusion that I come to. I would have just thought that somebody wrote in my diary future entries. Like, well, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. He doesn't get revealed as
0: God until near the end of that first episode. Oh, okay, okay. But, which is a bit of a spoiler, but it's the first episode, people. Come on. Come on. It's bound to happen. Come on. Yeah. And he really uh, is kind of curious about this. He's like, did I accidentally write some entries, or was I hacked or something? But then he realizes, oh, that just actually happened. Oh, that also just happened. Turns on the news, that just happened. Uh, that's a bit weird. Starts going through his day and realizes, oh crap, my diary is predicting everything in the future, like, at 10 minute intervals." Okay, so he's
1: become a, a 21st century prophet of sorts.
0: Yeah, kind of thing. And, of course, that's a bit of a curiosity. So he's, you know, using it to his advantage as we all would. Of course. You know, using it to get test answers, using it to, you know, avoid bullies. Can he choose what gets written? Uh, no, it's just, it's literally just everything that happens around him in the future. Well, you say everything. It can't be everything. It's pretty, it's pretty, like, just everything that happens around him specifically. Not, like, he can't, like, predict some far-off, Future. But like,
1: how detailed is it? Is it like you will kick a pebble approximately three point two a- meters across at eight p.m. tomorrow?
0: I suppose it'd be what you consider events that could, that uh, provoke a mass, like a consequential thought, or that could have an effect on the future.
1: Okay, I won't be too much of a stick around that point. I understand. I, I don't get me wrong. I'm a man who is a big fan of unnecessary logistics. Right. However. Uh, I understand that, obviously, those are unnecessary logistics, so even though I'm curious about how it would actually work, I understand that for the purposes of any type of reasonable plot, you cannot explain them completely.
0: Yep. So, I, I think I believe it's in, like, you know, five to ten minute incre- increments is uh, where entries are. Okay. So he'll be, like, walking outside and it'll say, oh, I'm getting jumped by bullies in ten minutes. Let's go this way instead. And then the future changes, so he doesn't get beaten up by bullies.
1: Ooh, okay. okay. So, of course,
0: he's using the future changing to his advantage. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, of course, that's pretty great. And, of course, in the background, you see Yuno Gassai. Yeah. This pink-haired protagonist... That is uh, is in love with him, and turns out she also has a, a little, uh, future diary. It?
1: <laughs> it turns out everybody actually has a future diary. In fact, everyone knows the future at all times. In fact, it's not even the future. People are just recording what's happening, and they call it the future, and they just live in the present. That's it. Basically, sure. Let's go with that.
0: <laughs> but all in all, you know, it's a very interesting thing meets up with Yuno, uh, she shows him her diary, and they're like, oh wow, that's really interesting, and they try and go on this little adventure to try and uh, figure out what's going on, and uh, the show goes about all their love and their
1: really interesting and positive relationship. Hmm, I don't don't know. There seems to be uh, some uncertainty in your voice there. You don't seem super confident in what you've just declared. I think you're... Leaving something out. Uh, shh, leaving something out, Remington. Would I ever lie to you? You wouldn't lie, but you definitely lie by omission. I, shh, I mean, look at Yuno. Isn't she just the cutest thing? She is, but that makes me suspicious. Is she another demon? Oh, I'm, I'm so suspicious already. Oh, no, what, no. So, she,
0: what, what is... She's human, but yeah, no, like, well,
1: what could be wrong with her... You don't think there's anything wrong with her, do you? I mean, they're definitely. Oh, she. I've seen. Sean, you've shown me two adorable pictures of her. There's something up. She's. Oh, wait a minute. I've cracked the case. His imaginary friend is God, her imaginary friend is the devil. (laughs) <laughs> that would be really interesting friend oh is that not it? i was no. genuinely so proud of myself uh. i was genuinely so proud of myself for that moment i thought i had cracked the case hey you could make your own anime like that
0: <laughs> but uh oh okay fine i'll come clean uh there is one slight thing uh remington after we recorded last time you weren't a big fan of all the happy-go-lucky stuff like you, yeah, yeah you said this. you kind of wanted something
1: a little darker. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of some some darker elements in my in my shows. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna show you the most
0: iconic image of Yuno Gasai. Okay, okay, one that more That happens image. in the first episode, and, um, well, just tell me what you think. Here
1: we go. Okay, um... So let, let me briefly describe what I'm seeing. There's a nice uh, pink-purple hue over everything. It's showing uh, the girl. You know, you know It shows you know, Gassi, and she seems to be in a demonic trance of sorts, perhaps in an evil world. It has a lot of dark undertones, but I'm not sure what's happening. You see the
0: blush and the loose look that she's giving? What if I told
1: you she was looking at Yuki right now? Uh, That's gonna really worry me, because I don't... I'm I'm having Rosario Vampire flashbacks right now. Don't worry, don't worry,
0: it's nothing like that. Okay, okay, thank God. So, remember how I told you Yuno has a diary of her own? Yeah. It's not the same as Yuki's, whereas his tells him everything that happens, like, that he can observe. Hers tells her about everything that happens to Yuki in ten minute intervals.
1: Okay.
0: So uh, technically, she's kind of a stalker. Ah, all right. Okay. And the real reason I picked this anime, not only that it was good, was it also features one of the most famous anime tropes of all time.
1: All right. So, time for me to do some learning. What's the yeah. trope?
0: It's a character archetype known as a dere. Never heard that word in my life. All right. She is a specific type of dere, known as a yandere.
1: Even more confused than I was moments before.
0: Okay. So, some basic information. They're slang terms for the most part. Dere-dere is the Japanese word or colloquialism for love struck or lovey-dovey. Okay. So, you know, dere-dere. Oh, she's so lovey-dovey. Yeah. Right? And uh, so they chop off one of the dere's and they put a uh, prefix in front of it. In this case, yan, which is a chop off of the Japanese word for yanderu. Okay. Which. Means sick. Hmm. So basically, she's love struck but sick because she's a Yandere. Yeah. Now, that doesn't sound
1: too bad, does it? It still seems. still seems okay, but less, but not terrible.
0: The thing about Yandere is, is it's a very specific archetype that. It's usually described as a certain appearance
1: on the outside, but their true personality on the inside.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: So it's like, on the outside, she's nice and cute, but on the inside, she's a psycho bitch. Yes. <laughs> uh, on the
0: outside, she's this cute, really innocent, cheery girl who just is in love with uh, Yuki. But she's actually, like, plotting
1: the murder of every girl who ever interacts with him. Yep. <laughs> uh,
0: it's kind of long lines of, oh, if something bad happens to Yuki, I'll know because of my diary, and I can go and kill whoever tries to hurt him. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because Yandere's are famous for killing the ones that uh, cause distress or harm or exist around their loved ones. I, I didn't
1: think that would actually be the route we're going with this. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Alrighty. So she's a bit of a special case. Yeah. Um...
0: So, yeah, no, the show's a lot darker than I, uh, led you to believe. I thought, I thought, you know, it was Valentine's Day. I thought I could get a nice little love story across to you.
1: (laughs) I thought you might like it. So, uh, You, you know what? I'm still not dreading watching it yet. Okay. I'm still, I haven't resigned myself that it's going to be awful. I think that I, like, so far, everything seems like it's possible for me to enjoy still.
0: Uh, Yeah, now, it's a very interesting concept, so allow me to make some corrections to my previous, uh, description. Yeah! So, of course, you know, he's been playing with his diary a lot. He goes, and, uh, he notices that Yuno is kind of following him at a point, and he's like, Okay, I'm gonna go this way because she's just gonna keep following me. Goes a completely different way that she couldn't possibly have known about, and then she's there... Because her diary tells her the future of Yuki himself. But
1: why does her diary do that? Why?
0: Well, because if you think about it, his diary was just him writing down everything he was seeing. Yeah. Hers is writing down everything that happens to Yuki Taru every 10 minutes. But why him? Because she's in love with him. But why wouldn't
1: it happen? Why wouldn't her diary affect her? Well,
0: it kind of does.
1: But why wouldn't it be things that relate to her directly all the time? Why does it have to be him? Does it have to do with, like, the fact that he has a diary or a contact to God? I feel like there are a lot of questions that I have. That will be answered when you watch the show. Oh my god, that is a miracle. Right? I'll be honest, uh, as soon as I started asking those questions, I didn't think they were going to be answered. Just like in Sword Art Online, lots of questions never answered. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about that this time.
0: Okay, yeah, so of course he's freaking out because hey, she shouldn't be here, I better get out of here. Keeps, you know, trying to lose her uh, all the way to like uh, a construction site, a building construction site that's, uh, you know, inactive at the time. Mm -hmm. She corners him finally in an elevator. Oh, jeez. And is like, Yuki, uh, I have a future diary and I'm here to save your life. Oh, god. Because turns out, Yuki... Uh, was being followed by a murderer, basically. Does the murderer have a future diary? He does.
1: Oh my god!
0: And of course, freaking out a little bit. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. At some point, I forget exactly which point, he goes and talks to Deus, you know, God, yeah. and is like, oh, I told you I was preparing a game, didn't I? This is the game. <laughs> I've given 12 of you oh. future diaries. Okay... And the okay. last person that lifts
1: gets my job. Oh my god. I'm intrigued. I'm into this plot. Oh, this. I said hope was going to be the word of the day, and it seems like it's actually going to happen. Finally, we may see an anime that I enjoy. I'll show everybody that I don't just hate everything uh hopefully i could still end up hating this but i'm hopeful i'm still hopeful i'm excited no
0: show is without its faults and this one has quite a few of them but the overall story and the overall characters are great except for yuki uh (laughs) because he's you know a bitch sandwich with that extra bitch sauce
1: yeah in in the tradition of our previous anime protagonists
0: yeah that's usual case but you know but let's be real we don't watch the show for yuki we watch it for you now, just to see what she's gonna do next.
1: All right, so before we head into it, is there any last information you feel like I should know before we head on in to watching The Future Diary? Well, my friend, I'm gonna put plant a seed in your head. Okay.
0: Yandere sounds like a pretty scary thing, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. A, l- a little bit on the, uh, oh my god, I don't want this to happen to me kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking from experience a little
0: bit, Sean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all dated someone who seems a bit like a yandere. Yeah. It's a very popular fetish.
1: Oh, what? Wait, on which end? Yandere's. Like, the yandere's... Like, like, a lot of guys like the
0: idea of a yandere, obsessing over them.
1: No, that's not... No! No! So, while we're watching this, I want you to try and think, how is this attractive? Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to kink shame if you're super into it. You can't control that. That's totally fine. But what? What? You don't
0: like the idea of a uh, potentially murderous girl fawning over you?
1: I suppose... You know what? Okay, it's okay as a kink so long as you recognize that it would be terribly unhealthy in romance. So, fine on the sexual front, terrible on the romantic front. That's going to be my verdict, though I I suppose I'll, I'll have a more educated opinion... On the other end all right let's go watch some episodes
0: of Mirai Nikki We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We have just finished watching the first five episodes of Mirai Niki or The Future Diary, depending on your preference. So,
1: Remington, I have to know, what do you think? Sean, the unprecedented, the unthinkable, and by some definitions, the impossible has occurred. You have fallen for Yuno Gasai. No, but... I did enjoy an anime! It was bound to happen, I finally enjoyed an anime. I sincerely had a fun time while watching The Future Diary. Oh my god, you actually like it? It was about goddamn time. I was worrying for the future of our
0: program if you kept disliking everything I tried to show you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were on a bad course, but no, this shows that it is possible. I can enjoy things. I'm not just some anime curmudgeon trying to bah humbug the metaphorical Christmas of all things weeb. I can enjoy things and be happy.
0: Oh, happy day, Santa has come at
1: last. <laughs> All right, so let's let's delve right into it and discuss The Future Diary. Okay, so, Remington, honestly, I have to
0: ask, what were your thoughts after the first 30 seconds of the show?
1: First 30 seconds? Now, The Future Diary, it... Doesn't hold anything back. First 30 seconds, it immediately goes super dark in both tone and content. And even despite everything you had told me in part one, it didn't quite prepare me to anticipate how dark it was going to go and how quickly it was going to get there. Hell yeah, no, it only took 20 seconds. Yeah, you just have somebody brutally
0: murdered just right there. Don't you like how it just makes you ask, like, what the fuck?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, this was such a nice change of pace from the overly happy, but still strangely weird and attempting to be dramatic. They went dark with it, and that that is my jam. Yeah? I am so glad that you like this one, because I was going to lose my faith in humanity
0: if you didn't like this one. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Remington, but Mirai Niki or The Future Diary is probably one of the most popular animes of its genre which is uh, kind of a dark psychological thriller horror type thing
1: and that is well deserved I was super impressed by just about everything there were a few things I I didn't like but overall I enjoyed most of it which is so good to hear you say and I think I have a good idea of what
0: you didn't like uh, because your complaints are probably going to be the same as everybody else's complaints about it so, Remington, let's talk about some characters, shall we? All right, let's do it. All right. I'm going to save the most obvious one for last. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and that would be the protagonist. Because yeah. we, we... I could...
1: definitely have some thoughts about him.
0: We all do, and they're usually not positive. <laughs> so let's talk about the other uh, protagonist, as I like to refer to her, because she's kind of the most important character in the show. Let's be honest now.
1: Oh, yeah. She Let... gets things done.
0: When I told you that, you know, was, you know, a yandere,
1: and I told you what a yandere was, what were you expecting? You know, I was largely expecting a mirror of many of my previous exes, and that expectation was fulfilled. Just more murdery. Yet a little more murdery, you (laughs) might say. Yeah, (laughs) she just... (sighs) She, you know, happens to like murdering in her spare time, you know, whenever somebody. It's not when somebody crosses her, it's when somebody crosses Yuki, her boy toy, then she's gonna get ready to murder. Yeah. But
0: isn't there something sweet about that unconditional love that she shows for Yuki?
1: I don't think that I would go with sweet. That being said, I did find it entertaining and interesting to see how it would develop. How you just have this absolute psychopath in such an adorable frame. I love that juxtaposition, and I think they played it off very well.
0: Like, you look at know, and you think, oh, cute pink-haired anime girl. What's the worst that could happen?
1: Oh, yeah. And I believe it was in episode four, or uh, in episode four, where she threatens to murder somebody, but she's giving Yuki an option whether or not she's going to murder this other girl, basically. And she does it with such a happy smile as she's providing him this ultimatum of death. And that was just a great little moment.
0: If I remember correctly, it was like. You can go with her and probably die, or you can come with me and live.
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what What a way, what a romance there. Oh, yeah.
0: But in the end, she does save Yuki's life yet again. And that is a common <laughs> premise
1: a, of this show. That's true. And I was, that happening was a bit meh, but I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, know, you don't really have a choice. The show has been out for ooh, quite a long time, about... Six or seven years now, I believe. It's basically ancient. (laughs) Basically. Uh, Speaking of uh, time periods and such, what do you think
1: about some of the other diary holders? So far, all of the diary holders that we've seen through episode Mm 5, I really like it. And I really like how the diaries come to be. Essentially, there are 12 people who have held diaries before. And however they utilized that diary before, it's going to be twisted into a future use of that variation uh, to what their future diary is going to be. And that creates some that are really useful and others... Uh, which definitely are not.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, let's talk about the diaries then. So, we obviously have the main character's diary, the Indiscriminate Diary. Yep. It's a diary that will tell him the future of basically anything that he observes. Pretty straightforward, super useful, because why would you care about anything that you're not observing?
1: And I still think that there's some questions that I would have that came all the way back in part one of this podcast. But as I said before, I'll accept that those questions won't be answered with this type of premise. I'm going to allow a couple of those.
0: That's fair. All right. And then you have what you'd call the counterpart diary uh, to Yuki's, which is Yuno's. I forget the exact name for it, but she calls it a diary of love.
1: Yeah, the, the future diary of love. I thought that was a really good way of explaining why it has everything to do with Yuki. Because in part one of the podcast, that was a big question that I had. Why is it about Yuki? Why isn't it about her? And the fact that she would just creepily stalk him and document him all the time, so her future diary is going to continue being all about him. It was, it's great. It wasn't all about the- the time it was only every 10 minutes oh yeah i apologize so there are nine minutes of every 10 where she is not directly writing down what is going on yeah see
0: it's not that
1: bad <laughs> all right let's talk about some of the uh,
0: other ones the other ones we've seen we saw uh briefly the third he was the uh random murderer
1: yep the random murderer and he kept a murder diary Mm -hmm. He's killed in the first episode, Mm -hmm. so you can add some quick action, some quick intrigue. I thought that was a good pacing decision, uh, especially because they went away from it being formulaic. It's not like they killed off a future diary holder every single episode. Sometimes they uh, might kill off one. Maybe you think they're going to kill off two. Sometimes they don't kill off any. And that way you're actually left wondering if anybody is going to die. Now, the main characters still have a lot of plot armor as to be expected, but nonetheless, the side characters, who are built up in a quite interesting way, they don't have as much plot armor, and nor are their deaths necessarily predictable, and that's really nice. Don't you like how you kind of care about
0: all these individual characters?
1: Oh, it's so much better. I'm reminded... Just of, uh, of our last episode on Sword Art Online, where it tried to introduce a bunch of different side characters, and all of them had potential, but it just dropped them off instead. Sword Art Online tried to do what Future Diary succeeded in. Right. Now, let's talk about more, some more specific,
0: the more specific versions of these uh, characters. Let's talk about the fourth. Let's start with the fourth. Uh, Caruso. The detective, the man with the detective diary. What are your thoughts on him so far?
1: He's a nice sort of, like, father figure. He's trying to stop all the deaths that are coming from this game, which is a noble cause. That being said, he he may be the least interesting diary holder that we've seen so far. Mm. It's nice that we have a contrast in how noble his intentions seem. That being said, he hasn't done a whole lot that is really interesting to me so i like him but he may be my least favorite diary holder that we've met all right uh let's talk about the
0: 12th then the 12th <laughs> i think is one of my personal favorites no matter how
1: short his time was the, the 12th uh was fantastic definitely took me by surprise it was uh, a tonal shift Without a doubt, within the show. Yep. He starts out so somber, so serious, sort of. He's actually a kidnapper. And then he's actually this very flamboyant and not quite intelligent superhero thing and it's so ridiculous and over-the-top, and I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. He was a man
0: who believed in justice and may have watched a little too much. Um, Power Rangers would be our equivalent.
1: Oh, yeah. And what was great is that his diary, he kept recording acts of justice, right? But they were acts of justice according to his own naive sense of justice that wasn't quite adept, which meant that his future diary would also have just a bunch of meaningless things like telling him to clean up trash in the corner or things like that, where it's clearly just not nearly as useful as the others. It can still come in handy, but it can also just be entirely irrelevant. Yeah.
0: In fact, he used it to uh, figure out how to properly treat one of the other diary holders, one of my personal favorites, the ninth... I'm a big fan of the ninth. Yes. I, I was a big fan uh, of the ninth. Minene, I believe, was her name and how you said it.
1: Yeah, Minene is uh, super great. She is the other super crazy bitch of the future diary world. And she has uh, so much sass. As you know, Sean, that's a quality I can appreciate in a character. And just everything she does is so over the top while at the same time being self-consistent within her character. And... Honestly, she's a completely different type of crazy from you now. Oh, yeah. She's a very methodical type of crazy. She thinks everything through, and it's not that she cares too much. It's that she doesn't care at all. She is so selfish, so self-centered. She is just there to get what she wants, and that's it. Hmm. What if I
0: told you that the more you watch, the more you get to look into her motives?
1: I am totally all for that. We were briefly introduced into her backstory It started fleshing her out. I'll be honest, the entire premise is that these 12, the winner becomes a god. I'm rooting for number 9, and I know that won't happen because she's not the main character. But oh man, if I could choose a character to win the game right now, it would be number 9. That's pretty fair. All right, then I believe the only one left to talk about,
0: aside from the big one, obviously, would be the Sixth.
1: Yeah, the the Sixth. So she's the leader of this uh, strange old cult. Uh, Do you remember her name? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just the Sixth. Uh, Yes,
0: because the numbers are easy to remember after all. But uh, she is the leader of a cult that her parents set up, uh, hailing her as a
1: clairvoyant. And then when they show her backstory, oh boy, that was intense. Yeah, you think? Like, I would definitely encourage anybody to go and watch it if you're interested uh, before we really delve into it because, oh man, that was really major and just they threw it at you.
0: Yeah, and a slight side note on that, if you do decide to watch this, Please make sure you're of a proper age.
1: Yeah, this is definitely not something that you want to bring your six-year-old nephew to come and watch. This has lots of mature themes all throughout it. Mm -hmm. It has uh, blood, gore, violence, and as well as some mature sexual themes interspersed throughout. Viewer discretion is advised.
0: Yeah, if it, it wasn't kind of uh, tipped off to you by the first 30 seconds of the whole series. <laughs> yeah! Like, that's You'll a know given. very quickly. It's just what happens in the fourth and fifth episode that really kind of tilts the bar to saying, yeah you really should have a pretty high uh, constitution for this kind of stuff. But, man oh man, her story is probably one of the hardest to really swallow as it's presented oh, to you. Oh yeah.
1: That being said, I think she's another one that I enjoyed her as a character and I thought she was interesting. But she's probably going on the same level as Caruso, where I like her, but she didn't she wasn't anything special for right. me. She had some really good moments, some really intriguing story, but overall She wasn't exceptional in any way. Yeah. Like, if they had spent a little more time on
0: her, it would have been great. Oh, yeah. But the time they did spend on her was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It was definitely satisfactory. It explained her motives perfectly. We understood why she does what she does.
1: With a little bit of crazy thrown in. Oh, yeah. All, all the bitches be crazy in this anime. There is not a single girl who has had any modicum of sanity unless she is, like, drawn in the background. Unless she's a stick figure in the background, she's crazy. I don't know. That first girl in the first episode that got horribly murdered by the third. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She seemed, she seemed really <laughs> well composed right before she was killed. Yeah. You know, that's a reasonable reaction. Alright, well, I think, I think it's time to discuss the, the elephant in the room, or rather, the Yuki in the room. Yes.
0: Yuki is something special, isn't he?
1: If by special, you mean the blandest, whiniest piece of shit I have ever seen. He has no backbone. And not only is he not a character I like, I don't think I really enjoy him on the screen a whole lot. He has some interesting moments that can really help drive the story along. But I found, especially when he has these long, drawn-out monologues, I just wanted him to stop talking because he was the least interesting part of the entire show. Yep,
0: that is everybody's major criticism of the show. But you have to consider the fact that if Yuki wasn't as big of a coward and as big of a wuss as he was, that none of this would progress in the way that we've all found so enjoyable.
1: And I think I'd be okay with him being a coward if he was just maybe a little bit smarter. That would be nice. If he doesn't need a backbone, he can still be a little baby all of the time but if he could at least be aware of what's going on to any degree and so if he could help plan stuff out and then we could see an interesting dynamic where he's trying to uh, he's trying to get you know to do all his dirty work for him because he's too scared to do it but he's smart enough to understand that she's useful to him and that's not what we got instead Unfortunately, we started to develop a sincere romance between them, and I don't... I, I don't like that, not only as a viewer, but in the realms of the story itself, I don't think it was good for the story. Well,
0: you don't have to worry about that, because like I said at the beginning, I did not lie to you, this show is about their relationship. Yeah, the whole basic premise is of the survival game that they're playing, but it has so many threads extending out from that main survival game that makes you keep asking questions and trying to think of what happens next but one of those big threads is their romantic inclinations and as the series progresses you're going to see some ups, you're going to see some downs you're going to see some things that would be like Okay, Yuki, now's the time to call it quits and get away from the psycho uh, pink-haired lady. But, of course, why would he? Because, you know, he's not that smart of a guy.
1: Yeah, I suppose I just wish that he either tried to make her... Tried to recognize that she was useful or tried to get away from her. They're going sort of, right now, after episode 5, the path of least resistance with their relationship. And that's the least interesting option, in my opinion. And as the show does progress, I will say
0: this... He does get a bit better. Like, he learns from his mistakes, he starts doing some planning himself. It'd be hard to get worse. Exactly. So, like, now that you've had this kind of sour experience that is Yukiteru, you could move on and look for the positive things that he does. Which, there are quite a few in the show, because if not, then the show would be nowhere near as positively reviewed as it is.
1: Yeah, so shall we discuss a few of the other elements about oh, the show?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so Remington, one of my favorite things about this series has nothing to do with the story, and yet everything to do with the story. Oh yeah? I'm talking about the awesome intro of oh, this yeah. show. Oh
1: I loved the intro. The intro, it was so different from the others that we've seen so far, because instead of just rehashing what we're about to see within the series, it had some foreshadowing elements, but the music was great, the visuals were stunning all throughout, filled with a bunch of different foreshadowing elements, but done in such a way that they can only make sense after you know them, as well as so beautiful with the colors and the contrast and all of the distortion with it i loved the intro and not to mention it is a kick-ass soundtrack oh without a doubt
0: like i would actually just put that on my mp3 player and just listen to it occasionally just of how good it is
1: yeah i was i was quite impressed another thing that i was impressed and this surprised me on the other end of things at the end of every episode, there's this little skit done yes. by a uh, little demon murmur. Yeah. Right? And when it started, you had not prepared me for. You did not mention that. And essentially, they try and make a little comedic skit at the end that's very silly, very jovial, very different than the show.
0: Yeah, it's kind of to cut the. Uh... The whole serious trauma that you just went through.
1: When it started, I was totally prepared for it to be terrible, but from the five we saw, I think three of them I found genuinely humorous. One of them was a bit just meh, and then one of them was bad. But I was very surprised to actually find those enjoyable, because I thought that it was just going to be really bad padding for time, but it showed that they actually know how to get a little bit of humor, usually.
0: Yeah, and they know that their show is so serious that they threw these at the end to give you a little bit of information about the characters, and to kind of... You know help you de-stress a little bit because watching you know a school building full of t- kids being blown up can be a bit
1: yeah it's, it's a little bit on the stressful side of things so yeah. it's nice to have a little laugh with a funny little demon girl
0: yeah exactly and they are very hit or miss some of them are great some of them are terrible mm-hmm. but uh it's a nice little touch so Remington I want to talk to you about something that's I mentioned briefly uh, near the end of part one in all honesty I don't think you want to talk about this. Oh, boy. I told you that ever since this show came out and similar shows to it, a popular fetish or kink is yandere. Yep, yandere. People will actually actively seek out yandere's to kind of portray that kind of uh, experience. So there's a bit of fear in that kind of thing. And it's a bit, you know, hard to swallow that that's a thing. And not to say that it's a bad thing, it's just a very strange thing to come of this, a show that seems to focus primarily on why this is such a bad situation for this guy to be in. What are your thoughts on the whole idea of Yandere being a popular, desirable
1: thing? You know, I've, I've alluded to it uh, before already in this episode. I've had some girlfriends who I would definitely classify as yandere's, and I, I probably overestimated the amount, but there was probably, from the top of my head, I can think of at least three of them who 100%, with no exaggeration, fall very firmly into this category. And, needless to say... Those were very much failed relationships. Oh, really? For me, I understand in a very weird way the appeal because you get that validation of unrequited love as well as that element of crazy. It's fun. It's exciting. But it's also extremely stressful and dysfunctional. And I can definitely understand it much more in a sexual context. For, like, a one-night fling, I can totally understand having a a very strong kink for yandere's. But if you're looking for yandere girlfriend... Hopefully you are a better man than I. (laughs) (laughs) So you're telling me that Yuno isn't your perfect waifu? Nope, nope. I'll tell you what, Sean. Maybe one day we'll find uh, a perfect waifu for me. But we haven't done so yet. And we definitely haven't done so with Yuno. Aw, I thought I was really close with this one. Uh, She seems uh, like a, a cute, fun girl. But I don't even know if I'd want to be in the same tri state area as her. (laughs) All right, I think that should about do it for us. But Remington, I've got to ask. Want to watch some more episodes with me? For the first time, Sean, I'm gonna say yes. For the first time, I want to see where the story goes. I'm interested in watching more episodes. That is fantastic. I cannot wait. Thank you so much for listening. We
0: really appreciate it.
1: If you guys would like to give us a suggestion, ask us a question. If you would like to tell us to watch more of this particular anime or any others, uh, particularly this one, I'd be very interested. Then you can send an email over on to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you very much,
0: and we will see you next time. Bye bye